pandemonium reigns. We have eclipsed more than 100 episodes. This makes episode 101. The last Orange Cast was episode 100. I failed to mention that because I suck at life. Thank you so much <laughs> for hanging out with us. I'm Dan. He's Mike. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Thank you to our sponsors. So cool to say. Hey, we're going to cover, I believe this is week seven, preview and predictions. Listen, y'all, Christmas is going to be here before you know it. And when Christmas is here, like the, the regular season is over, so you need to freaking enjoy this while you can. But we got a big one to talk about this weekend. We got a whole slate to talk about this weekend. We're going to talk about a few of them. Before we do, hit like, hit subscribe, and we'll dive right into this. Oregon at Washington. Pac-12 decider, potentially. Big game, you, big, you, big game. USC is going to play a factor here, but Oregon and Washington, potentially, if my judgment is correct, if my predictions are correct, this is game one of game two of this series. I'm with you on that, man. I, I don't view USC as that much of a factor based on all the things we've said. Namely, they were who we thought they were. Uh, I like these two teams. I still like Utah, still UCLA, Oregon State, Washington, Wazoo all in play in some level, form, or fashion, barring some chaos. These are your yeah. two premier teams. Uh, two premier quarterbacks, two of the three uh, really premier quarterbacks in this conference, Phoenix being a super, super duper senior uh, who was playing that way on the field. Bo, Bo Nix in the same category, been in college forever, playing mm-hmm. his best ball as he should. Uh, uh, yeah, man, just a superb game. I can't imagine being – a Washington fan, student, alumni, and this game starting at 12.30 local time. That that kills me. Oh, I know. Oh, I absolutely know. I can't imagine living on the West Coast period. Yeah, that that too. But this game starting in, in that slot kills me. Uh, this is the game of the transfer quarterback. But the, I mean, bro, the, the Pac-12 and their quarterbacks, man. Like, was it the SEC last year with, with their quarterbacks? Now Pac-12 is, is on the map. Um. I'm a big believer in uh, Michael Penix. I'm a big believer in, in, in Bo Nix. I just realized that both of their names, last names, end with IX. That's pretty cool. Uh, totally, totally irrelevant to the conversation. <laughs> All right. Oregon at Washington. The spread sits at Washington minus three. That's a pick em, just like the Tennessee game. The over-under is at 67, and that might not be high enough just to establish the over-under. I think that you could add uh... – 33 or so one points for that, put it right out of <laughs> you 100. Could. And you could. You have people bet the over. You could. I mean, I, listen, you could have 50 burgers from both squads like and double patty that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, well, we're talking big game for what the scoreboard's going to see. I'd like to go ahead and highlight. We're obviously going to get to it. Oregon is the much more balanced team of these two. Um, their defense allows – 110 yards less per game. Their offense only at 12 yards less for them per game. They are balanced. They're sound defense. They're more sound defensively, I think, than they've been in a long time. Um, so they may do their part in limiting that over under a little bit. But I mean, it could you could see some shorting of the the scoreboards there because there's going to be some dang points scored. Dude, no doubt. Uh, this is certainly one that I'm going to be. I will not be tuning into. Just kidding, because it's at three thirty, the same time as freaking Tennessee A and M. 
dadgummit. Uh, well, nonetheless, they're both undefeated, sitting at 5-0. and This is, uh, again, a big game, um, lots of impact inside of the, the Pac-12 conference. You know all the Trojans are going to be watching this game. Uh, your your Beavers are going to be watching this game. So uh, a lot, lot going on here uh, in Seattle, Washington on Saturday. ESPN FBI. Uh, likes Oregon here, 54.9%, uh, leaving Washington at 45.1%. Let's go ahead and dump into this because I don't know that we have, you know, we're just not as uh, knowledgeable, versed. yeah, versed on the Pac-12 as we are anything outside of Knoxville, basically. Facts. Anything Those are big facts. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. So I'm just going to stick to my original prediction, and that's why I'm going to go ahead and start because – it just hasn't changed for me. I'm going to take Washington yeah. here. I'm going to take Washington here. I'm going to like the the home crowd factor. Um, I'm, I, I like the the offensive uh, production that is Washington. Uh, I think I, I I think location 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 is going to win this game for you. I like Oregon. So everything that I'm saying about Washington doesn't mean that there's anything to dislike about Oregon because I like. Everything about Oregon. Uh, this game is basically a pick 'em, so I'm basically just going to pick the home team. But what I'm going to do when the time comes is I'm going to stick to my guns when the Pac 12 championship rolls around in this rematch. I'm going to go ahead and again stick to my guns and I'm going to take Oregon in that rematch. Yeah. I mean, I like Washington so much more than I like Oregon until I really dive into the schedule. I really dive into those numbers and it, it kills me. But I'm going to take Oregon to win this game. They're going to win it okay. outright. Obviously, uh, forget the spread because it's so close anyway. They're winning it outright. I do think we hit the over here because I think this has as much potential in this week's games to be whoever has the ball last. You win. It, it really yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, you might Agreed. see two or three punts combined in this game. Um, I, I just I love the way that Oregon's playing. The killer instinct that they showed against Colorado. They brought it the very next week with the exact same final score against Stanford. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it matters who they're playing right now. They're just really clicking on all cylinders. Um, I think they're in that category of teams that benefit from an almost loss at Texas Tech early in the year against a pretty good team, let's be honest. But I like the way they're playing right now. I think they win it outright. Okay. Okay. Uh Let's get into final scores. I know that you said uh, something about the the over-under. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, – you said Oregon, so give me your final. I'm going to say – I'm going to say this is a 41-38 game. Oregon's 40, 41-38 Ducks for Mikey. All right, you ready? I'm going to blow your mind right here. Okay. I'm going to get so specific. I'm going to take go. UW, 49-48. Oh. And one of two things are going to happen. One of two things are going to happen. It's either going to come down to who who has the ball last, okay? And the other scenario could actually still apply here, but I'm going to take UW to have the ball last and, and find a score, find a field goal, whatever it is to, to overcome. Uh, it's probably going to be a touchdown considering my 49 number. Uh, but 49-48. Here's what I think can happen. I can see Oregon either getting a score late to try to win this game and they go for two and don't get it, or they try going for two early and don't get it. 
Uh, so many scenarios where I can just see a stupid high-scoring game. So what I'm going to do for the, for the sake of my own defenses, 49-48 or 51-49. Either all right, way. look at you. Washington. Look at you. I'm just all sorts of prepared. You are. I love it. Nonetheless, we are going to disagree in our winner, but if you are not a Volunteers fan, make sure that you are tuning in to this one because Ducks take on Washington. It's a big one. Auburn at LSU. Auburn 3-2, and two, LSU 4-2. and two. LSU has fallen to a 22 overall ranking. Who is LSU? Who is Auburn? We're going to preview it. We're going to predict it. We're going to get into it. I want to say it again, the same thing I said about Auburn going into Georgia. Auburn's playing with house money. Why would you not? Why would you not? Especially when you can smell blood off the nose of LSU. House money is exactly the theme that I had when I looked at this game for the first time. Because here's the thing. There's not, there's not multiple reasons. <laughs> not even two, I don't think. For me to look at Auburn and say, "Yep, that's this is their game. They're going to get yeah. right at in Death Valley at night." That's not what I'm going to say. I'm just here to yeah. tell you right now. Right, like you've already said it, and we've hammered it home on this podcast. They're dangerous because they're playing with house money. Look at the test that they provided Georgia. Look yeah. on the flip side, and look at LSU playing like dog crap defensively for the last two weeks. And you should be looking at yourself. Yeah. And saying Missouri put up 39, had a chance to win. Yeah. We can do that. You should yeah. be looking and saying Ole Miss put up a thousand yards of offense or something like that. Yeah. And and finding ways that you can have, have success. If there's ever, ever a moment this season where Auburn gets the passing game right, has to be this game. Their their passing numbers are insanely stupid low. They've got to address it. They absolutely have to. This is your chance because LSU's playing terribly on defense yes agreed uh blood on the nose of lsu hugh freeze is always good to get one no matter what kind of roster he's playing with no matter what kind of deck of cards he's holding is this saturday that moment in time because the context surrounding it says it very well could be very well could be sure does the spread is I mean, if you were a casual looking at this, you're saying, oh, spread's 11. Man, that's low. That needs to be higher. Who, who's Auburn? They suck. Yeah. Uh, they don't suck when they play with the house money because they gave Georgia everything that they wanted, and Georgia's a far better team, far superior. Oh, absolutely. Uh, LSU is, is not even on Georgia's stratosphere right now. Uh, that 11, that 11-point that 11 spread reminds me of like a Chiefs game. Because that's just what you expect them to do. They're the Chiefs. They've won two Super Bowls in this run that they're on. They can be so devastatingly good offensively. Uh, so you don't see them cover a lot of times because it's the NFL. There's a lot more parity. They're all yeah. pros. Whereas in this yeah. case, you're coming off of a you know a coaching search yet again. Even though you landed a good guy, a, a good coach that is. Now, I don't know about the guy. Yeah. Um. You, you've got a million transfers. The factors they just don't line up. So that's a very tempting number because, again, as a casual, you're going to say, oh, yeah, LSU's going to win this game by 21. Yeah. It's at home. They don't lose this type of game to, a, to an inferior opponent. Yeah. Uh, but when they're playing the way that they're playing with the personnel that they have defensively and, and Auburn's got nothing to lose, that's when they're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. And and, and consider this too. Cons- consider the, the emotional state of 
LSU. 10-point win over Mizzou. And there were several points in time. I believe there was multiple lead changes. I'm pretty yeah. 99% sure you came back from being down to, to win that oh, game yeah. against Mizzou, who you're who you're better than. You're just you're better than. Um and then you had that epic 49-55 finish in Oxford. And then before that, you had the three-point win over Arkansas. How how much longer can you sustain emotionally, you know? Before somebody like a Hugh Freeze goes, bro, we got you right where we want you. I don't care what kind of roster I got. Like, this is the type of stuff that I live for. 100% it is. I mean, this is like Hugh is having dreams every night this week about this. Of course, he's also a smart coach. He's he's looking at them and saying, what on earth are we going to do to prevent them from, if necessary, winning this game 52-42? to 42? What are we going to do? Uh, he's that type of guy. Um their defense has, has not been terrible at Auburn. Their offense has got a lot of work to do, uh, especially to compete in a shootout-type game if that's the route that LSU takes it. Again, I'm saying that LSU is, is talented enough that it shouldn't be a shootout, but I won't be surprised in the least if it is a shootout. Me either. So let's get the previews and predictions here. I've got I've got one of two outcomes. i got, I got one of two outcomes. Either LSU blows this thing out of the water or Auburn wins a close one. Yeah. Um, I, I do think LSU can keep this going with close wins. Um, in, in order of likelihood, I would say I would say that's my least option. I would say LSU blowout. That's fine. Auburn close one, LSU close one. Um, because I think LSU is super vulnerable right now. I mean, they have been playing with with no room for error. And obviously they've lost the game to you know to Ole Miss uh, along the way. Um they're they're just they're toying around with their season. I mean, playoff hopes, playoff aspirations, SEC West aspirations, gone. You lose another game in the SEC, you're it's it's over. I mean, you basically have to win out, including beating Alabama. You know, and they've done it recently, but they've not done it consistently. No one's really done it consistently. Right. So you're you're going from a place where you entered with playoff aspirations, and you you do not mess around with that LSU fan base. Keep messing around. And we'll be talking about a hot seat is what we'll be talking about. All the reason you just said the 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 intangible context, I'm gonna go ahead and get into it, is why I'm gonna pick Auburn to win this game. That's fair. I'm gonna take Auburn to win this game to the tune of 21 13. Okay. Now, there's so many reasons to pick LSU. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Call this my uh, upset prediction of the year. I was really close with that Florida State Clemson one last year. I was I was really really close. I felt like LSU. There's a, again, there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like. The game is at home. It's a 11 point spread. You know, you know, it's a freaking night game in Louisiana State. But this is one of the most underrated rivalries we have in this conference. And we 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 talk about we talk about the Jordan hair juju at night. Auburn just has a juju about them. Period. I mean, could be played on Sunday. They don't. They got the juju. Don't matter when you play it. Right. They got the juju. Right. But as you pointed out, LSU just kind of continues to play with their food together in whole, like around the entire season. Some point that's really going to hurt you. That's really, really going to hurt you. And I think it's going to come Saturday. Give me Auburn, twenty-one thirteen. I got you. Um, I'm gonna def. I'm. I'm doing the risky thing here. Uh, also, I don't think we've ever disagreed more 
in a single series of podcasts. Uh, we had an orange cast a few minutes ago. We're, we're disagreeing about everything today. We're, we're okay, guys. We're not. I still feeding. love you. Don't let it. I still love don't you. think that we're feeding. We love each other. Still love you. Uh, but I'm going to say that LSU is is too much. That Auburn is too shorthanded. Okay. Um, the main reason being that Jaden Daniels is not the one messing around. He is not messing around. If they had one loss, if they were still on the trajectory, of course it can still happen. He's heading to New York with the way that he's playing. Is what is what's going to happen. Uh, I will say he better take care of himself because he's the hits are piling up. The comical hits. I mean, it looks like something out of a cartoon, the hits that he's taking. I have never laughed so hard in football in, in that hit he took against Ole Miss. I've, ne- I've, I've never laughed so hard. <laughs> and you know, they, and they, whole- oh, go ahead. No, no. They, they look like something out of a cartoon. They don't look real is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. But that whole thing that you just said right there is another reason I like – I like LSU or I like Auburn in this game is because Jaden Daniels just sometimes he doesn't know when to call it, man. And so, you know what? With that being said, I don't hate the way Auburn's defenses match, match matches up against LSU's offense. I don't, I don't hate it. I, I sure. think they're, I think they're well coached. I think they play physical. I think they play fast. Uh, they run fit well. You know, sometimes they get a little undisciplined. Uh, but for the most part, like I, I don't hate that matchup. If I'm an Auburn fan, I'm yeah. I'm more concerned on the uh the offensive side, obviously. Uh, but 100%. again, listen, I will say, listen, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that an LSU win or blowout win is not out of the realm of possibility because if you roll the dice nine times out of ten, it's gonna land in LSU's favor. I just think at some point, and this is this not the 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 narrative that we have in college football every year, the conversation that we have, like this team came out of nowhere and surprised somebody, right? Absolutely somebody. Every year. Absolutely every year. It's so it's it's gonna happen at some point. It's gonna happen at some point. And I like Hugh Freeze, the dude is a winner. Um LSU is now going to have to pay attention to Peyton Thorne as a runner. Oh, yeah. Because he did that, it against that, Georgia. Dude, that's the worst thing for them because they're just – I can't grasp what they're doing defensively. I just can't. Um, I, I'm still going to go with my number one in order of likelihood, and that's an LSU blowout here. I understand everything that we've just said. LSU is at risk. But, again, I'm going to trust their offense more than the distrust that I have in their defense. I'm going to say they put up 38. I'm going to say Auburn is no more than 24. In in my mind, obviously, there's there's asterisks everywhere. The game is played. Uh, this is like the least on-paper statistical game that we've had. This is telling you about the things that can go wrong if you play with your food, or yeah. if you're playing with house money, or, or if you're playing an opponent who is playing with house money. Uh, yeah. we're, we're warning you of the things that can go wrong in that regard. Yeah. But I'm going to take the risk of, of being a casual and saying that LSU is going to do offensively what they've done and that Auburn won't have the horses for that environment. Fair enough. We disagree, and I'm here for it. I like when we disagree. I still love you. It creates the friction and the heat between us. You know what I mean? The conversation just mm. – I like to feel the heat mm. with you. Your body. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, so he's taking the LSU Tigers. I'm taking the Auburn Tigers. And what could be the upset of the year? Make sure you tune to that one. Uh, spread is LSU 11. Kickoff is nighttime in Baton Rouge. Buying or selling a home can be a nightmare to do on your own or without the right help, which is why you need Lauren Foster. Lauren has been serving the North Georgia and Lake Lanier area for over five years. She is also a member of the KWC Million Dollar Club, meaning she's really good at finding your dream home. Certified and ready to serve Georgians all over Forsyth, Hall, and Dawson County. Contact Lauren Foster today 
at laurenfoster1 at kw.com. Again, that email is laurenfoster1 at kw.com. Give her a call or a text, 770-480-8009. Again, that's 770-480-8009. Your realtor for the North Georgia area, Lauren Foster, proud sponsor of Pandemonium Reigns. Miami going to travel to North Carolina, 7.30 kickoff. This spread sits at minus three in favor of North Carolina. Another basically pick them game. Your over-under sits at 57. But what the stats are not going to indicate in this game, and I'm going to fly solo for this one. Mike had to bounce out. What the stats are not going to indicate in this game is the emotional wind that came out of the hurricane sails last week when in the final minute, two minutes, lost a fumble, allowed Georgia Tech to drive the field and find the end zone. And you've got players in tears on the sideline saying, what the F are we doing? Losses are already hard to come back from. Emotional losses are hard to come back from, hard to bounce back from. Um, An emotional loss like that is going to be extremely hard to bounce back from. Now you add the fact that you've got to recover from that and travel to a top 15 team in the country against a Heisman going to be finalist quarterback in Drake May. If he's not a Heisman finalist, he's going to play a long time in the NFL. His stats are not all that great so far in the year, but nonetheless, a really good North Carolina Tar Heel football team. So you've got that, and now you've got a really good opponent, an undefeated opponent in their stadium, 7.30 kickoff, nighttime game, Keenan Memorial Stadium, all 51,000 of them going to be wild, covered in, in baby blue, shouting Tar Heel born, Tar Heel bred, I'll die, or when I die, I'll be a, a Tar Heel dead. This is no longer just a basketball school. They're a football school. Mac Brown's taking them new heights. I will say this, as far as this game goes, Mac Brown is is known for dropping one a year, maybe two a year that he shouldn't. He had a bad loss to Georgia Tech last year. But here's how I kind of want to look at this. And you guys know this at this point. I'm, I don't really believe in transitive property. I don't believe in that. So let me say this. Miami went toe-to-toe at home with Georgia Tech and lost that game again in, in the final minute. And you only hung 20 on an average, average Georgia Tech defense. North Carolina's quarterback, he's better than Haynes King. North Carolina's receiving room, it's better than what they got in Atlanta. North Carolina's offensive line, it's, it's better what Georgia Tech has. North Carolina's defense, it's better than what they've got in Atlanta. This is a nightmare scenario for Miami. However, I'll say this. 
is this a must win for Miami? Only in the sense of you better get the heat off of Mario Cristobal's chair. That's why it's a must win. Because if you lose this game, you're Miami. The you. I mean, think about the players that have come through this program. Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Ken Dorsey, Clinton Portis, Andre Johnson, uh, DJ Johnson, uh, Jonathan Vilma, the Philip Buchanan, the list goes on and on and on. And I name all these guys because they have tremendous pride in the U. And now you're going to travel to North Carolina, a quote, quote, basketball school. This is a nightmare scenario for not only Miami, but for Mario Cristobal. Must win. It is in the sense that you better get the you better get the heat off your chair because again, if you lose this game, man, there's a bad narrative out on you. We saw what Nebraska hiring Scott Frost, the, you know the the golden child. This is in a sense what Miami has done in the hiring of Mario Cristobal. Now the world has seen the way that whole thing with Nebraska unfolded, and 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 their time with Scott Frost, and they're going to say maybe. A Miami man or a Nebraska man can't get it done. Listen, Mario has recruited really well. He's put together quite a staff. But you lost a terrible game last week. You lost a nightmare situation last week. One that I'm going to wonder, did your players recover from it? Did, did they go party after that game, right? I mean, you're in Miami, right? Coral Gables, Miami? Or were you pissed off breaking glass bottles up against the wall? From what we saw on the television, players in tears on the field, upset. How did practice go? How did preparation go? I just think to get to the previews and prediction. I think that's just too much to overcome. I don't like it. I don't like that scenario. Do I think it's doable for a Miami? I do. I do think it's doable. You got the roster. Can you emotionally come back from it? Mario Cristobal, this is not the first time he's had that kind of loss, right? He, he, he pulled the same stunt at Oregon, and it cost him against Stanford. It's different, though. This is your This is your alumni. This is, this is where you graduated from. What about those guys that you played with at Miami? Were they in your inbox? Were they in your emails? What are you doing, bro? Kneel the ball. You know players are talking about it. What are we doing? Kneel the ball. And I get it. Like, I played this game. You know, you don't, you don't, the mentality that you need to have is you don't let one game run into the next. How many times over the Saban era have we talked about, you know, Alabama beating you twice, right? You don't let one week go into the next. This one's going to be near impossible to not allow that to happen. I believe last week is going to play a significant part in Saturday. So with that being said, I think I'm thinking we'll take North Carolina here, man. I think I think the writing is on the wall. And I think the narrative against Mario Cristobal is, is going to heat up. I don't think it's going to cost him his job. I think he's going to have some time to 
earn around his season. Uh, I mean, he is going to have to host Clemson after this. So this North Carolina win becomes more desirable. You're going to host Virginia after Clemson, travel to NC State. That's not going to be easy. Easy. Travel to Tallahassee, Florida. You're going to host Louisville, an undefeated Louisville that I might add. And then you're going to host or travel to Boston College. So you need this one. You need this one. But you're not going to get it. Because it's too fresh off the cuff of that boneheaded loss that you had at home against Georgia Tech, against Haynes King, and the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. Too much to overcome. Too much to overcome. You had no business losing that game. I'll be the first to tell you, Georgia Tech has improved from last year. I think that they are headed in the right direction. I think they're on the up and up. I think you need, uh, in a year, you need to buy stock in Georgia Tech. But right now, you had no reason losing that. So a lot like I predicted with Auburn and LSU, North Carolina sees blood on your face. Why would they not step on your throat? They have all the tools. They have all, all the all the weapons. This Omari and Hampton running back for North Carolina, this dude is for real. No coincidence that almost everybody in the country wanted him coming out of high school, but he stayed local and he chose the Tar Heels. So watch out for him. And again, who's under center? Oh yeah. Drake May. Drake freaking May who North Carolina is in his in his bloodline. He's looking at the face of Miami. He goes, I'm about to kick you while you're down. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Tar Heels to the tune of 35-21. Miami struggles. They find 21, but they can't stop the North Carolina offense. I would even go so far to say 41-21, 45-21. But I'll lowball it a little bit, and I'll say 35-21. Miami at North Carolina, 7.30 kickoff. I'm taking the Tar Heels. That's going to bring us to the end of uh, today's episode, previewing week seven. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I want to say thank you again to our sponsors. Uh, so cool to for one to say, man, we're podcasters. Yeah, whoa. We're podcasters with sponsors. So cool. And what is awesome is we have more on deck. More on deck that are getting ready to join the movement that is Pandemonium Reigns. And I just, I can't help but to talk about it with such like, man, this is awesome. With with humility. Because at the end of the day, who, who, who are we? We're some nobodies. I have a little bit of college football experience. Mike doesn't have any. All we have is an opinion. That's all we got. And we appreciate you listening to our opinion, uh, putting us in your car speakers, in your in your AirPods, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. With that said, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. It does so much for us in the algorithm. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you give us a five-star review uh, on the show, on this episode. It does so much for the algorithm. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Hope you have a fantastic college football weekend. We love you guys. God bless. 
Go Vols! Pandemonium reigns!